You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome, everyone, back to the broadcast. I'm David Woods from Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network, and I am coming to you immediately after UCLA's first loss of the season, uh, 14-7 to Utah. Uh, it was a really, really, really frustrating game to watch uh, offensively for UCLA. Uh, the ending total um, of seven points does it justice, but the... Uh, Offensive output ended up being 234 yards for Dante Moore through the air. Um, that doesn't really tell the story of this game. Uh, for most of this game, Yusoi's offense was completely under wraps, uh, not just mostly. Um, much of that production came in the fourth quarter. Um, this was a, a, a defensive battle. Um, Utah uh, came to play hugely defensively you got to give them a ton of credit because they were down a ton of guys defensively um but ucla's defense also came to play and the score was 14 to 7 but the defenses each only allowed seven points uh seven of utah's points came from uh dante moore pick six on the first throw of the game um yeah i mean breaking down why ucla lost it's pretty obvious offense um I think you could point fingers at a lot of different. I, I don't think when you when you score seven points in total in a game and you don't score for the first three quarters, uh, I don't think that's a single uh, owner of the loss. But let's start here. Chip Kelly, um, offensive play calling in this one was bizarre. Uh, we saw a lot of weird stuff. Ton of outside zone, outside runs with Carson Steele, who's your slower back um, against a defense that has been pretty darn good against the run historically and especially this year uh you know they're going to be aggressive you know they're getting after the line of scrimmage what's the deal with a bunch of slow developing runs to the outside with your slow back um so that that started the game on kind of a bad note uh from a play calling perspective um where well first the pick six started on a bad note but then the the play calling and the subsequent drives just a lot of erased running plays because they weren't running downhill. Late in the game, when they started to run a little bit more downhill with Steele, Harden had a nice drive where he uh, was uh, just kind of running straight. Um, but, man, there were a lot of negative plays early that just made it so hard to build any kind of rhythm. So, uh, And then when UCLA was driving, um, I know some people have said, well, he had the pitch man on the option play uh, where Moore fumbled the ball away. And it's like... Okay, but you're running short side option with your true freshman quarterback who's never done that in a game situation before, and who also hasn't run the ball in this game to that point. Um, huh? Huh is my is my answer to that. Yeah, he could have gotten Steele, and Steele maybe could have gotten the first down, maybe gotten the touchdown, maybe. Um, but the block was blown up because you're doing that with your backup guard end, Jake Wiley. 
and so Moore, who's, again, a true freshman, uh, whose best asset, again, is throwing the football. Um, you've got him running speed option to the right side uh, against a blown block. Um, he's not Dorian Thompson-Robinson, uh, and he's never going to be that kind of player. Uh, just baffling, absolutely baffling call. Um, I'm not going to understand that. I know people are going to say, oh, but it was open. Um, sure, yeah. I mean, it'd be open if I ran it too, but uh, I'm not making that play either. Um, so anyway, that's just understanding your personnel, which, uh, well, I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, so that's, that's one chip Kelly. Uh, the other one is Dante Moore. Um, so offensive line early was pretty poor. Um, not blocking well. Bruno Fina had a tough, tough time at left tackle. He got replaced. I didn't see him get hurt. So I think he just got replaced by Kadir Kunta in the second half, who did a little bit better until the very end when he did a lot worse. Um, but Moore was not getting a ton of time early. Um, Fina was struggling. Duke Clemens was struggling. Communication seemed to be struggling. Um, and so offensive line had some issues early, but in the second half he was getting protection and still Moore was dropping his eyes super quick, feeling the rush, playing like a true freshman. Um, and this was a true freshman game. You know, it's something we said, you know, could happen at any point. Um, you know, I, I thought, I thought he'd showed enough metal to this point that I was not expecting something this disastrous, uh, but it was. It was a disastrous performance. Um, he hit some throws, and you got to give him credit for that, but he also missed some. And, yeah, Josiah Norwood comes down with that touchdown early. He's a little bit lighter on his throw to Logan Loya. They might win this game. I don't know. But um, for much of this game, he just he didn't look um, he didn't look comfortable at all in that pocket. And sometimes it was phantom rush. It wasn't anything that should have been disrupting him, but he's a true freshman taking reps against college defensive linemen who are coming after him hard for really the first time in his career. Um, all apologies to coastal and San Diego state. So uh freshman game, um, he was 15 to 35. So I'll, I'll say this. I think Moore was not good. Um, I think <laughs> Josiah Norwood comes down with the ball and uh, we might be saying something very different about you know, his performance. Uh, but that leads to another one. The receiving core, um, just a ton of drops. Uh, that design Norwood touchdown. Kyle Ford had one. Um, Keegan Jones had one. Uh, there was just, there was, there was quite a few drops. Um, they made some plays late. Uh, Sturt event down the sideline for 41 yards. Carson Ryan deep, where he just kind of ripped it away from a defender. Um, those were great plays. Carson Ryan, I think, you know, he showed... He did not want to lose this game. Uh, he was playing with some real tenacity uh, late in the game. But uh, receivers didn't do uh, Dante Moore a ton of favors. Logan Loya fell down on a route. Um, I thought the one that was like a third, I think it was a fourth down, where it was thrown behind Loya a little bit. I thought it was a bad route. Um, I think he needed to make that a little bit crisper. Um, but, you know, that's, again, just kind of speculation. Um, but, yeah, uh, offensively, it was just... Uh, beyond bad, um, and running the ball, the, you know, the Utah's run defense was good, shouldn't have been that good. Um, I think it was a combination of some bad calls against a run, uh, against a run defense like that, you know, trying to go lateral. I, I used to say this when UCLA was extremely under-talented, um, but you have to understand your personnel. You have to understand who you have in at running back when you make these calls, and Yes, Carson Steele can get outside against Coastal Carolina, and he might be able to get outside against San Diego State. He's not going to get outside against Utah. 
It's not going to happen unless there's a complete blown play or the blocking is just excellent. Um, the blocking wasn't going to be excellent in this one. You had to know you were going to lose some up front, so you've got to you've got to plan for a slightly more efficient running attack. Um, and just wasn't there for a long part of the game. So I, I thought, you know, I thought some mistakes made in game planning, some mistakes made in play calling. Um, but it was, I mean, it was a many fathered beast, this offensive performance. And uh, yeah, a few things break differently and UCLA wins 21-14, but you got Dante Moore throwing a pick six on the first throw. And that, that almost turned out to be the decisive points is how bad this offensive performance was. Let that sink in. But on the other hand, uh, and this is this is something that's going to get lost, I think, a little bit in the disappointment of a game like this, but it really shouldn't be. Uh, this defensive performance was one of the best for UCLA, uh, I don't know, in recent memory. Uh, it's to do that when your offense is doing nothing, um, but to consistently go out there and produce three and out, three and out, short drive, three and out, short drive, short drive, three and out, you know, that's... That's not easy to do mentally. It's not easy to do physically. Uh, people were talking about elevation before this game. It didn't seem to impact UCLA's defense at all. Um, it was, I mean, this was a really incredible effort. And yes, caveats in place. Utah was without its starting quarterback, was without its number one running back after the first quarter, uh, was out without um, its starting tight end. It was without, uh, uh, I think, a couple of receivers. Um, but still, uh, to hold them to seven total points. Um, and, uh, I think the final total was, uh, 102 yards rushing on 48 carries. Um, yeah, I mean, that'll play. And, uh, Nate Johnson was, you know, as inefficient as he's been yet in his young career. I think this UCLA defense is for real. Um, yeah, again, there's still that caveat that Utah is pretty one dimensional without Cam rising there but not totally one-dimensional. Nate Johnson hit some throws in this one. Uh, he can throw the ball a little bit. They just don't have the full offense installed for him. Um, UCLA's defense played really, really well. Kane Medrano, uh, this was his best game as a Bruin by far. Uh, two sacks, two and a half tackles for a loss, a forced fumble, a big, big stop um, uh, on a third down. Uh, just a really great game. UCLA as a whole had 11 tackles for loss. So once again, eclipsing the 10 tackles for loss total, um, four sacks. I mean, this it, it's that UCLA thing, man, where it's just, uh, okay, you got a good defense now. Eh, the offense is going to be shaky because um, this defense, I think, uh, you know, it's four games into the season now. We can keep, you know, pumping the brakes on it, but four games of data is four games of data. And yeah, the competition wasn't great in the first three, uh, and Utah, you know, is still kind of hobbled on offense, but how do you look askance at dominating, um, you know, the opponents you should dominate and this defense dominated this opponent. Uh, the only, the only points, uh, Utah scored was on a drive that started at the Utah 49. Uh, otherwise it was field goal attempt, fumble downs, punt, punt, touchdown. And then after half punt, 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 punt. They never got within field goal range. Uh, they had one, two, three, four, five, five three and outs, uh, and a one and out where uh, uh, Madrano forced the fumble. I mean, that's just doing your job. Uh, the defense was excellent. Um, but that does bring up another point. Defense was excellent. Offense was poor. Special teams, 
um, was pretty mediocre, didn't advantage UCLA at all. Uh, and the end result was that Utah, by virtue of moving the ball a little bit better in the in the majority of the game, uh, wasn't all concentrated at the end, but also by virtue of them having a lights-out punter, uh, they started every one of their drives on, uh, on average on their own 36. UCLA started on average on its own 23. In a game where it's all marginal, it's all like, can you start them a little bit further that way so that your next drive will be a little bit further that way? Uh, giving up 13 net yards in field position is one of many factors that's decisive. Um, if you flip that, if UCLA was starting its drives on the 36 and Utah was starting its drives on the 23, UCLA probably wins this game. That's that's these are the things that like that's that's 13 lost yards um, that could have been you know added to any of these drives to turn them into scoring drives. Uh, it turns a drive where you, you know, bottom out at the like 35 or the 40 into a field goal drive. Um, and you stack a couple of those together, you're in business. So uh, I think the there's there's a lot of, if you're choosing to find indictments in this game, things that uh, you could really, you know, point a finger at uh, program management. One of the big ones for me, I mean, I know it's, it's, um, uh, might be seen as somewhat minor, but one of the big ones for me is just the lack of recruitment of scholarship uh, kickers, scholarship specialists. Um, UCLA historically did that, uh, recruited scholarship punters, scholarship kickers, and historically has had really good scholarship punters and scholarship kickers. Like they go hand in hand. Um, if you recruit guys who have been focused on that and who developed it under, you know, say whatever you want about sailors rankings or whatnot, but there is a system there to some extent. Uh, You recruit the guys who are really good in that area. um, You'll, you'll produce some pretty good field goal teams and pretty good punting teams. Uh, Will powers so far has not been very good. Um, And with their punting, um, the offense needs to be a lot better. So that's one aspect of it where the kicking game is not very good, but then you've got the returning game. And this is the one where, um, yeah, I could almost forgive it if we were walking into the year and saying, no, oh, UCLA is going to have an elite offense and it's going to be gangbusters. Uh, but now, I mean, this was a game where they were struggling and they're still running Colson Yankoff out there at kick returner. Um, he's not going to, I mean, I, I, I don't want to say something decisive and, and have it be thrown back in my face when it's, when it's, uh, or definitive, I should say, and have it be thrown back in my face because I'm prone, I'm prone to that. <laughs> uh, but Colson Yankoff's not going to break a big run this year on kick returns. Just not. Uh, he's too big. Too big. Um, you, 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 you don't see that because it's not something that big guys can typically do. Um, running through a ton of traffic and turning that into a long gain. Um, right now, he's he, in this game, he averaged 18 yards a return. Um, you're not giving yourself an advantage there. Uh, and it, they'd be best served with him just fair catching them all. Because he's not going to, he's not going to average 25 yards. Not going to happen. So just fair catch. Get it at the 25. And at least don't take a, don't put your uh, offense in disadvantage. But what UCO should actually do is put somebody back there who's actually dangerous. I mean, Keegan Jones, I don't think he's got great vision. But stick him back there and see what happens. Um, But it's just, I mean, I don't know. There was... There's a lot of issues there. Um, and Logan Loy on punt returns, um, I, I think he's passable. 
Um, and I don't think there was, I think Utah's special teams are very good. They punted it really well and they also covered the punts really well. I don't think there was much opportunity there, but there were a couple where I said, well, it's a fair catch, but maybe it should have been a, you know, try to make something happen. Um, but I just don't think he's that kind of player. Uh, I think he's going to try to do the sure thing and that makes sense for who he is. But, um, I don't know. I think there's, there's more dynamic playmakers. You could put at both of those spots who might, uh, do a little bit more. Um, Anyway, disappointing game, uh, 14 to seven. Uh, I think there's some positives you can take from it. I think the defense is legit for real. The whole deal offense, um, man, oh man. Uh, so Utah's defense is very good. I don't know the next time they're going to face one exactly that good. Oregon state's up there. Um, Washington state is not, but, uh, yeah, they got some work to do if they're, uh, if they're going to, um, actually compete for this conference title this year. All right. Well, that'll do it for me, and we'll be back again this this week uh, previewing uh, nothing because it's the bye week. Rest well, my friends. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.